Welcome to the Mastering College to Career Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Botero, and in this podcast, we help college students just like you get internships and job offers from top companies. In this podcast, we explore topics such as networking, interviewing, resume writing, and many other topics that will get you those jobs. Not only do I speak on these topics myself, but I also interview other subject matter experts, including CEOs, university presidents, and Fortune 500 executives. We also interview college students just like you in the hopes that you can relate to their stories and learn from their journey. So if you're a college student looking to get ahead, look no further and welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. All right, so before we get started, I want to take a couple of seconds to tell you about the Mastering College to Career Academy. The Academy is a mentoring program that helps college students land the jobs of their dreams before they graduate. In this academy, I will teach you application hacks that will automatically help you beat over 90% of all other job applicants, networking tactics that will give you access to the hidden job market where over 80% of jobs are filled, interview techniques that will practically guarantee you make it through every round of the interviews and win the offer. And I will also connect you with my network of thousands of HR professionals and hiring managers that love hiring my students. So if you're interested in learning more about this program, just send me a message and let's see if the Academy is a good fit for you. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, today, I have my friend, Jonathan Javier, who is the CEO and founder of One Salting. Did I say it right? You got it right. You got it I right. I got it right. All right. And <laughs> we were practicing before this. <laughs> we, were, we were definitely practicing before. If you hear many of my episodes, I butcher some names. So that's why I'm asking for his best practices. But ladies and gentlemen, so today, um, Jonathan and I, we're just going to have a conversation. Jonathan is, man, he is a rock star at helping college students get jobs. Um, helping turn underdogs into winners and he just has a really good experience it's like I admire what he does he I know he's worked at Google Snap and Cisco all on strategy and so having conversations like this are, are freaking awesome so I wanted to just share this conversation with you guys just and enjoy the show so Jonathan man welcome on board how you doing my friend I'm doing good I'm doing good I'm excited I'm excited how are you <laughs> I am good, man. I know we've been talking a lot and we're recording this in early April. So, but, and it's, well, I'm a little bit ahead on podcast episodes, but ultimately we've been talking about how busy we've been lately with everything right. that's going on with the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. It's definitely been busy and a lot of students and professionals are looking for career moves. And I'm hoping we're able to bridge that gap between the two for sure, especially those who come from non-target and non-traditional backgrounds. It's definitely a time where we can be able to make a huge impact. So that's the exciting part. You know, right now, I I'm sure you're getting a lot of messages too of people who are concerned. They've mm -hmm. lost their internships or they're graduating in May and, and their job offer got, you know, declined, like got taken out. Well, what right. do you like, what would you say to a student that might feel like, there's just no chance of them getting a job right now. Good question. So what I would tell the students is to think outside the box at this time. I actually at Snapchat, when I got laid off, I actually had a two week turnaround to get an offer at Google. And how I did it was actually make a LinkedIn post about the struggles that I went through specifically with that layoff. 
So I would recommend the students and professionals if they've been affected, especially during these times, to make a LinkedIn post about it because a ton of different people are gonna to relate to that story. And then imagine you have different people looking at your profile, specific recruiters. You'll have so many people look and then that could ultimately lead to your next opportunity. So I'd say create LinkedIn content. Number two, remain strong because a lot of students and professionals are experiencing this. So this is actually the best time I believe to network with a ton of professionals and recruiters because a lot of us are just sitting at home doing nothing. <laughs> so a lot of people are bored and stuff. So definitely they understand the struggles that you guys are all going through. If you're listening to this podcast series, definitely reach out to them as best you can because they're more willing to speak with you during these times. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, I think, you know, the majority of companies have just put a hold on, on hiring and recruiting and those individuals that are in charge of talent acquisition and recruiting might be either working from home and might not be doing conducting the interviews that they generally would be conducting or been doing the tasks that are consumed most of their day. Mm -hmm. But those individuals are still on LinkedIn, right? Like so, social right. media usage as, as a whole has dramatically gone up. I, I was talking to the, my marketing agency that helps me promote it, my stuff. And mm -hmm. they were telling me that they believe is the second gold rush of Facebook because <laughs> ads have never been as cheap as they are now because um, the way that, you know, marketing works, at least online, is supply and demand, right? The more there is real estate, more eyeballs there are on the, on the platforms, the better the more ads, more ad space they have so they, they can sell the ads for cheaper because they're trying to meet the, the, the supply of, of ad space. So with mm -hmm. all that being said, more people are spending more time on LinkedIn, more people are spending more time online. So this is your time to create content and mm -hmm. start connecting with these professionals who have a lot more time in their hand than they did before. Right? No, 100%. And you know what's crazy? Like, there's some people who, if you give value on LinkedIn to a lot of the student market, and professionals who are looking for career changes right now, your engagement goes through the roof. I saw this guy post this morning and usually he doesn't get a lot of hits, but he has like consistently about 3000 likes per post in the past week. Reason being is because students and professionals are looking for a place where they can find value and be like, okay, if this person's giving this advice and it's useful, then I can utilize it too in order to get into my career. So this is the perfect time, I believe, to create that personal brand and grow it. Because I think I've grown my following about by 2,000 in the past three weeks just from posting content. And if you're able to tailor it towards the audience, which in this case is students and professionals affected by COVID-19, you're going to be able to create yourself a huge following, which will ultimately create clients or opportunities too as well. So yeah, I definitely create, definitely create content at this time. If you guys haven't started, it's time to do it now. Yeah, that is double down on this. Like, you know, don't just be home and just consume, spend all your time consuming Netflix. Like this is the time <laughs> to start investing in yourself and just learning the skills that your future employers are going to be looking for. So let me, let's move this conversation. I know that before even this whole crisis thing, you, you and I have worked a lot with students, helping them get jobs with top companies. Right. But in, in your experience, right. We both know companies have a core school, like they have a, a group of uh, schools they focus their recruitment on. Maybe mm -hmm. you want to elaborate, tell the students a little bit about how that works and why do companies have core schools and what is, it, what is meant to be a core school versus a non-core school? Yeah, that's a good question. So there's a huge difference between these non-core, as I call non-target schools, and then target schools. 
right? So for non-target schools, these are universities that these companies do not specifically go to recruit either in person or online. So for example, think about the Babsons of the world. Think about the Cal States. Those are the ones that they specifically do not recruit from. And for me, I went to UC Riverside. So that's a school that they did not recruit from, like the Googles, the Goldman Sachs, the Deloitte's. But the target schools are the ones that they specifically go to. They find the student population. They recruit them directly for the roles that they're specifically uh, hiring for. The difference between the two, I believe, is just that opportunity space. The opportunities come to the target schools. The opportunities do not come directly to the non-target schools. So you have to figure out a strategy in a way, if you come from a non-target school background, of how am I going to specifically network with professionals and recruiters and companies I'm interested in getting into. And that networking piece, critical. You have to network. You can't simply just apply because you'll never hear back if you just apply compared to the target schools. Yeah, and I'm telling for the audience listening, coming from someone who has worked at a Fortune 50 company, was part of the recruitment team and was set in those strategies where they decide what schools to go to. And I can tell you the school that I went to, the University of Central Florida, was not a target school for them in the beginning. Um, and I got there because I was part of this professional selling program that allowed me to get my, my foot in the door in PepsiCo. And because I was recruiting so much people at PepsiCo, they were forced to make Pepsi, uh, University of Central Florida a core school because a certain percentage of all hires come from those target schools. So mm-hmm. com- uh, companies build a really strong relationship with their, those target students. And a lot of times they help influence curriculums in mm-hmm. those universities so that when students are graduating from those universities, they are pretty much ready to go and hit the ground running when they come work for them. So you have to understand that there's a lot of times strategic alliances between the companies and the universities and the back end. But what's, what's amazing to me, and, and I think, I don't know if you would agree with me on this, is that mm-hmm. when you are a student at a non-targeted school and you're applying for top companies that don't recruit your students, I think you have an advantage. Mm-hmm. I think you have an advantage because a lot of times, at least I've seen, there's this big increase in companies want to increase uh, inclusion and diversity. Yeah. And that also means diversity and educational backgrounds. That's definitely true. And especially with these different organizations like Alpha, Beta Alpha Psi, these organizations, a lot of them are trying to increase the diversity gap between, for example, individuals, minorities versus ones that are specifically at these companies. Because like Google, Snap, Cisco, the minority space is extremely small. So by bridging that gap, it's going to be super important. Uh, but yeah, as a non-target school student, you have to get referred, though, I really believe. Because if you think about it, right, like how many people do you think apply to, let's say, Google? Like let's say the Bold Internship Program, probably like a thousand, right? If not, like I have interviewed a Google recruiter in my podcast, and I think he said... It is statistically speaking, you have a higher chance of winning the lottery than getting an internship at Google. Exactly. Right. And so what happens is there's a thousand, let's say a thousand people who apply to Google, but how many people do you think get referred for that position? I would say all of the ones that get the internship. (laughs) Exactly. So there's a hundred people, right. Who get referred, let's say a hundred and there's a thousand people who apply. And then how many positions, maybe like 20, 30, let's just say that number. As a student, do you want to be in the thousand pile or the 50 or the hundred? 
obviously the hundred, yeah. right? Because as a recruiter, why would I look at the thousand applications when I could just get all of my hires and the referrals and I already know that they're legitimately from employees from my company. Mm-hmm. So that's why when I tell people like you have to get referred for these companies, especially coming from a non-target school, because when you get referred, then you're going to be going into the pile, which gets ultimately looked at compared to this, the application pile where you just put your ticket into the lottery, like you said, and just wish for the best. Yeah. yeah. That's why I say don't apply, get referred. That's my fault. 100%. Yeah. It's funny um, looking at it, you know, from the other, I've been from all sides of it, like students don't realize that there's this thing called an applicant tracking system, the ATS, mm-hmm. and ATS. how anytime you submit your resume online, you, you think you're getting it seen by it. Like whenever you get those emails, we've decided to move on with another candidate. A lot of times, if not all times, is you got that generic email because no one really looked at your application. It was submitted online. Um, your, your application stays valid until they fill the position. And once they fill the position, one click from the recruiter and it sends a mass email mass to email. every single person. Yeah, right. And so <laughs> that we are, we're sorry to inform you. We've decided to move on with another candidate. And what people don't realize is that over 85% of all jobs are filled through referrals, right? Like, mm-hmm. and me and you know this, I agree. Like, don't apply, get referral, get referred in is, is definitely the key. And it's not just to the top tech companies, it's to any company. Everything. Hey, Daniel here. We've just hit the middle of the episode, but before we move on, I want to share the story of Tim, one of the students who recently went through my academy. Hi. I'm Timothy Castaneda, and I just got my dream job offer for my future career. I actually start Monday, and that is all thanks to Daniel and the Mastering College to Career program. Um, I had been looking for a new career for the last five months. For the first four months of that college, of that career search, I had not been with Daniel or the Mastering College to Career program. I had been doing it myself, and I got to tell you, I had no success. I got... 10 no's from 10 different companies. And at my lowest point, I reached out to Daniel because I had seen stuff about him. I had seen stuff about the Mastering College to Career program on LinkedIn. And he actually got back to me that very same day and we had a 15 minute conversation that changed my life. I decided to sign up for the program and I gotta tell you, it was the best professional decision ever. It led to me getting this job offer for three reasons. The first, I the course itself is so intuitive. It is step-by-step, step, literally everything you would need to make yourself the best candidate, not only for this career search, but anytime down in the future to make yourself the top candidate for any career that you dream in being. Daniel will help you get there. Two, you can actually have some one-on-one time with Daniel. He actually cares. He knew me by name. He remembered some of the things that we spoke about. He remembered the profession that I was looking at when I met up with him again. Um, and it really made me feel like he actually cared about my success. And that made me believe in myself after getting those 10 straight no's. And the third reason is the, cro- the cost of the course itself, you are going to get a huge return on investment. It is literally less than the cost of a college credit and you get a 30-day money-back guarantee that Daniel himself promises. And I can tell you within those 30 days of me signing up, I had had three job offers from four different companies, two of which were in the top 10 list of what I was looking for. And that is, again, all thanks to Daniel and the Mastering College to Career course. Best decision of my life. Go look at the website. Reach out to Daniel LinkedIn. I promise you, you won't regret it. 
If you want me to help you reach your career goals, just contact me. And now let's get back to the rest of the show. Yep, I 100% agree. You have to get referred. And how you do that is you simply just ask. Get on the phone with someone specifically from your university, have a chat with them, then get referred. And those are the people who are more willing to refer you to these roles. Yeah, yep. Is the key of finding commonality. The more you have in common with that individual, the better chance you have of them replying back to your custom message, not just connect with them and don't right. add messages, right? But, mm-hmm. um, I, and I tell them the more specific you can be, like, let, let's say we have like a grading scale. The fact mm-hmm. that you're both went to the same university, let's say that's uh, uh, from one to 10, 10 being the best, let's say that's a three, right? But now mm-hmm. let's say that you went to the same university we're in the same student organization. You, we talked about, you, you spoke a little bit about alpha. So now you right. are both in alpha and went to the same university. Now the commonality radar is from now a five or a six. Now mm-hmm. imagine if you say, I'm, oh, I, I noticed that you're from Columbia there you go. from the same university and are, are in alpha. Now let's say that you're an eight. And now let's say for some reason, um, you're both the, like the, the president of alpha. Like now there's just so much commonality. You're at a 10 already. 10. Yeah. And so like, that is the goal. And you want to hit that. The more you have in common, those are the people you want to reach out to first. And I was going to say, that's a perfect example because what you said, like first generation students, if you're part of the same organization, if you're part of the same university, those are going to be really critical because that person is going to look at you and be like, wow, this person is me, except he doesn't have, he or she doesn't have the job yet, but hopefully they will with my help. So yeah, it's definitely important to do the commonalities. And then also another thing to add uh, with your great advice, that was great advice, ask about their story. It's really important when you're networking with people to take them out of their shoes of their careers and ask them about who they are as a person. Because for example, maybe they migrated to the States from Columbia, like you did, and you're like, wow, we have a very similar story. Then that person's gonna be more willing to help you and be like, yeah, if I can do it, you can too. And that's what motivates these students and professionals to get into these careers. Yeah, it is. You're, you're 100% right. I I think, you know, students make a mistake of trying to make it all about the company. Like, Mm. Hey, I know you work at Google. What is it that you, you do at Google? How is it, how is it working at Google? Instead of saying like, Hey, Jonathan, I know we went to the same school. I saw that you were also in alpha. We'd love to learn your journey of how you were able to transition from college to Google, like, and I'm sure that there were some struggles along the way that I would love to learn from you, right? Like make it about them. And mm-hmm. people love to share their story. Yes, I was, that's a perfect segue because what I tell people is be a fan, just be a fan of that person. So like you said, don't ask about, oh yeah, I saw that you worked at Google, love to learn more about Google. Make it about the person and their story and you can find it out on their profile. Like, for example, maybe you could be like, if I was talking to you, Daniel, I'd be like, hey, you know, Daniel, I saw that you graduated from UCF. You worked at a Fortune 50 company before transitioning uh, into being your own boss, your own entrepreneur with mastering college to career. I would love to learn more about how you did it. Wouldn't that be more impactful than being saying like, oh, Daniel, I need a job. Could you get me one? Yeah. You see the difference? Because of that genuine fan connection. <laughs> yeah. it, it's funny because when you m- make them talk about themselves, um, they're going to actually like you more because of it. Right. They're going to like you more because of it. And then 
my favorite transition. So, so now let's, 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 let's think about this, right? So you're a student, you're listening to our advice, you start reaching out, right? And then you're like, well, then how do I transition into getting a referral to the company? And so like, I always say, you say, you know what? I love your journey. And I love to eventually be a product manager like yourself. Yeah. Would you mind just taking a look at my resume and saying what I can do to improve it so that I have a better chance in getting into X uh, position? And then mm-hmm. they are, they're going to feel honored that you care about their opinion. That's a good one. Yeah. And then they'll just like take a look at it. They'll give you feedback, right? And then you actually have to go and execute their feedback. If not, you're wasting their time. But mm-hmm. once you return the, the, the resume to them with their feedback, they will actually be like, wow, he listens. And the biggest thing that anybody that's busy or successful and really is doing something with their lives is that time is the most valuable thing. And no one likes to waste time. And as soon as they realize that you're not wasting their time, that you are actually listening and taking action on their advice, they will double down on you and want to help you more. I love that. I love that, that wording. It's really good because you're not genuinely asking like, hey, give me a referral. You're yeah. subtly saying it. That's what I tell students and professionals too, because a lot of them are like, wow, I'm having these phone chats and I'm not getting anywhere. How do I get a referral? And I'm like, it's really hard. You want to guess what it is? And they're like, what? And I literally just say, you just ask because no professional or recruiter will take 30 minutes out of their day and they have eight hours in a day, right? That's about, I don't know, 8% of their day to speak with someone that they didn't want to help. So at the end, like you said, with your wording, I'd also say something like this, just be like, you know, thanks so much for chatting with me today. I really appreciated it. You know, I've expressed my interest specifically to be a product manager at Google. You know, I saw on their website, on your guys' website, that you were specifically hiring for roles for this position. Uh, What advice would you have to receive an interview for this role? I'm really interested in it. The best way to get an interview is to get referred. So you're basically subtly saying, hey, could you give me a referral? But not really. And then if they only give you advice, you just say, oh, thank you so much. Would you have anybody else that I could contact or that you could connect me to that could tell me more about this role? And that's how you change that first connections into second connections into 30,000 connections, which we have combined, I think. We're going to have more. (laughs) I think we definitely have more than that actually now. Right. I'm just giving an estimate. The last yeah. time I checked, you had like 17. I had 17,000, yeah. maybe 34,000. There you go. We're, we're a little bit off, but. <laughs> so no, I, I agree with you. And you know what the biggest problem that I see students fail to do? What is the biggest thing? They fail to follow up. Oh, yes. Right? Tell me about that. Right? So you have all this, you go through all this trouble to then finally get someone on the phone. Mm-hmm. And they go give you advice and they end the conversation with no follow-up, no follow-up email, no follow-up thank you card, just no follow-up. Mm-hmm. No, the follow-up is so important. And I know you have a lot of phone chats. I've seen your calendar. I've seen it on Instagram. <laughs> this guy's a busy guy. So I'm really thankful for him having me on here. But you know, how many of them follow up with you after? Not a lot, right? Maybe I, some. I would tell you less than 10%. Less, less than 10%, than 10%. Right? For me, I probably less than five, but the 5%, imagine you being that 5% being like, Hey, Daniel, it was great chatting with you yesterday. I really appreciate speaking about my career and your journey to becoming the CEO and writing a book. You know, I want, I would love to stay connected. 
And the thing is, in your follow-up, you have to put a call to action. So you reiterate, for example, the referral. Be like, yeah, as I mentioned before, I'd love to learn more about this role. I'd love to be uh, you know, referred for this role. Or you could be like, as I mentioned before, I'm really passionate about this. I'd love to connect with someone who's also passionate about it too as well. But yeah, like you said before, the mistake is that they don't follow up. But also, in the follow-up, it's just a follow-up. Put a call to action in it. Because then that starts a conversation and it will keep it going. And then last but not least, you follow up with your follow-up. So every two months, every few months, less than 1% of people do that for sure. Yep. Like, hey, this is what I've been up to the past two months. If you're a student, just say what you've been doing for the past quarter. If you're a professional, just say what you've been doing at work. Or maybe you went on vacation. So definitely do that. And like you said, following up is so important, especially in today's day and age. Yeah, and that is the key. Like, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this, like, follow up is key. You know, proper networking. A lot of us learn how. Like, you, you, you. I, I don't see that students. You know, I think a small percentage of students actually start building relationships on LinkedIn. Even a smaller percentage of people follow up. But the ones that follow up, the ones that are going above and beyond are the ones that are building massive networks. And those, are, it's, there's just this compound interest of if you're able to maintain your relationships, what they will mean five, six, seven years down the line. Like you'll never worry about finding a job if you have continued to build and harness those relationships. Yeah, no, you, you have to harness those relationships. And how you keep track of it is just put them on an Excel sheet. Export mm-hmm. your connections on LinkedIn and just look at it and be like, okay, when was the last time I talked to this person? Because you also, the person that you connected with, you never know where they'll be in a few years. They might be at a company that you're interested in and you can be like, oh, I've stayed connected with this guy for the past two years and now he's at my dream company. Let me reach out to him. And then bam, you're out there too. <laughs> it's funny because... Um, these fortune 500 companies, like they like swap employees. Like there's no tomorrow, right? Like they mm-hmm. like go and move on because let's say I give you an example. Um, I remember when I was at PepsiCo and target was one of my clients. So target was one of my clients and target was really trying to improve their grocery business and mm-hmm. they were needing a new CEO. And they just stole one of the executives from PepsiCo and made him the CEO of PepsiCo. I thought they were going to say, I thought they were going to say you as a CEO. They were going to try to take you. They couldn't afford me. They just couldn't afford me, man. That's it. (laughs) And so, (laughs) but so that happens a lot. And even the guy who hired me initially at PepsiCo, he was the HR director at PepsiCo is now the senior HR director at EA Sports. Right. Um, And so you're right. And and people who used to work with me at Frito-Lay are now, vice presidents at coca-cola right because they go and and they grow their career and go to different companies and the world just really opens up and so it's it's freaking amazing and that is the key there i actually have an app now that i use to track my relationship it's called fabrique and it's kind of like a crm tool for networking and so i'll share with you and i'll share i'll share a link to it on this podcast for sure. I was gonna be like, is this, a, is this an ad, Daniel? Because I need, I need that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's free, it's free up to 150 connections. So I don't add everybody wow. there. But yeah. the, the, like the top 150 people that I'm trying to make sure I foster those relationships, they're on the app. That's dope. That's dope. And like you said before, it's the transitions between companies 
that's why I tell people like a lot of people are trying to make the jump from being a student with no experience to a Google. Yep. Very difficult to do that. But if you have relevant experience, like honestly, the only way I got into Google was because I had Snapchat on my resume, if I'm being honest. Yeah. But then I had the, the referral, right? So you have to make those transitions. Sometimes you have to start small, but then when you're able to be in that industry that you've always dreamed of being into, it's really easy to transition into other ones. Love it, man. I know time is flying. So we're past the 20 minute mark. We're like at 25 minutes now. So what would you want students listening to this podcast to take away? Yeah. So just know students, if you guys are listening to this podcast, the job search should not be stressful. We want you guys to be successful as most, as best as you guys can. And how you do that is focus on a lot of networking rather than applying. If you simply just apply to jobs, don't think in regards to quantity over quality. If you apply to hundred jobs, maybe I'll get one. It doesn't work like that. Make genuine connections. Think about the five top companies you are specifically interested in. Think about the five positions you're interested in. Then search it on LinkedIn for those companies and positions. See if they have commonalities with you, whether it's your background, whether you're first generation student or university send them a message and get referred. Like we said before, don't apply, get referred and your life is going to be much easier. So yeah, that's what I would recommend. (laughs) Amazing, amazing advice. So what's the best way for students to get a hold of you? Yeah, of course. So definitely add me on LinkedIn, Jonathan Javier. Also follow OneSulting, which is the, our career consulting company. Our mission is to turn underdogs into winners. So definitely follow us on LinkedIn too. And then, our website is wansulting.com and our email is hello, hello at wansulting.com. Love it, love it, love it. So I'll put all those links, Jonathan's LinkedIn, Wansulting's information all on the show notes. So if you're looking to connect with him, looking to learn more about what they do, feel free to click on those links. Thank you guys so much for listening and catch you guys on the next episode. Congratulations for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. In the age of short attention span, this speaks volumes of you. So now, if you found value in this episode, then I am sure you're going to find value in the Mastering College to Career Academy. So if you want to learn more a little bit about the academy, go to masteringcollegetocareer.com or just send me a message. Thank you so much for listening and catch you guys all on the next.